Welcome, listener, to the Slazoom Podcast. This episode of the Slazoom Podcast is brought to you by earplugs. Earplugs. They're like butt plugs for your ears. So now we're doing this for real, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've okay. already been through that, listener, and yeah. it was fantastic both times. Yeah. Okay, so I actually have some questions about earplugs. So if they're like, so my understanding of the butt plug is it's meant for like when you have terrible diarrhea, like you put the plug in your butt and it keeps it from coming out. So is this right. the same for earplugs? Like if you have I, really bad earwax? I don't think that's what butt plugs are for. Really? I think they're exclusively for sexual excitement of the butthole. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think plugs are the wrong thing, then. It sounds like a medical treatment. It does. It like, does. I mean, I think it's really just a glorified... The butt plug was, was invented because some patient had explosive diarrhea, and then... The nurse was there push, pushing on the ass, and she's like, Doctor, this butt won't shut. <laughs> the butt plug. You gotta get that as a drop, for, like the sign off the episode. This butt won't shut. <laughs> my, my understanding, and I mean, I, I'm far from an expert on the butt plug, but my understanding is that it's essentially a glorified butt dildo or, or a dildo which is designed uh, specifically for the butt. I mean, that, that was my understanding of it. But, uh, Does it just stay there? I mean... Man, my parents there? have been lying to me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my fundamentalist Christian upbringing, my parents told me that the butt plug was the whole diarrhea in. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what the me. hell they do with their earplugs. <laughs> I'd walk in and my mom would be in a gimp suit hammering up my dad's b-hole and be like, it's just a holding diarrhea. I'd be like, yay! <laughs> Praise and, Jesus! And I never questioned it because she was wearing a nurse uniform. <laughs> yeah. And I never and questioned why whenever I went to the nurse they always like would like whip me with stuff and like call me a naughty boy. But, you know... I liked it. It was good. And I was a naughty boy. Yeah, you were. (laughs) I was the one whipping you. I don't know if you remember. I was also in a nurse costume. Oh, okay. You mean you weren't a nurse? No, no. I was just pretending. Um, I I got that way whenever um, I left my butt plug in too long. (laughs) So so my, my wife, who is in the medical profession, is not a doctor, is not a nurse... Uh, is a medical professional who doesn't actually have to touch anyone else's body, he just has to talk to them about stuff, but her the hospital where she works, like, recently made all the employees go to scrubs, so now she has to uh, wear scrubs to work every day uh, we, we haven't breached the sexy nurse discussion yet though I, I never, I've never understood the sexy nurse trope so I'm like, of all the like, of all the professions that you could sexualize, I'm not too keen on nurses because every time I see them, they're always like poking me with needles and shit, which I do not enjoy. <laughs> like, I don't know what hospitals people are going to where they're like, man, nurses are all right because I just I just get stabbed with needles and. I, I kind of get it, because a lot of, I mean, at least stereotypically, like, nurses are typically women, like, typically, like, relatively young, uh-huh. right? Uh, so, demographically, it's skewing towards sexy. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, they're, like, coming to, like, help you, and, like... With your body. And, and the, they're, like, they'll often do things that are, like, you know... Realistically, quite uncomfortable, but like in some sort of idealized fen- in a, in sort of sort of idealized sense, kind of intimate. That's you know, true. Like poking into your butthole with you know uh, a uh, swab or something. Yeah, a swab or uh, what are one of those things that like you put in there to like see inside? A uh, speculum. A speculum. Yeah. The speculum I'm familiar with is actually used to look inside a turtle's mouth. Really, I think a speculum is anything that's. It's the same one. There's only one in the world. They don't even wash it between. Like, okay, ma'am, I'm just gonna have to take a peek up here in your uh, your vagina to make sure everything looks healthy. 
I'll just let me pull it out of this turtle first. <laughs> they keep it yeah, in there. Yeah, actually, leave the turtle on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, I'm just going to put this snapping turtle in your vagina. <laughs> the turtle will report back. <laughs> Would it be a snatching turtle, then? Oh, nice. 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 That's an episode title right there. <laughs> Snatching Turtle. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe there's something about, like, uh, with the nurse thing, like, you're in a very vulnerable state, and maybe that, then you can yeah. see yourself being taken advantage of or something like that, and you think that might be sexy? I mean, that is sexy, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, last time I went to the doctor for, like, a physical, the nurse was like, okay, I'm going to, like, poke your finger. It'll hurt a little. I just need a little bit of blood to check your iron. Okay. All right. And I'm going to strap one on and peg you. You'll feel a little pinch. Wait, what's this for? <laughs> Stop it. You're being a bad patient. <laughs> That's okay. So that's um, earplugs. Yeah, that's that's our sponsor, earplugs. <laughs> that was off script a little. It was good. Yeah. So, off what? So, so dear listener, if you haven't picked up already, this week is just the three of us. We're down to the classic crew of Colin, Caleb, and Ethan. No Sarah's here. Yeah. All. Yeah, you, that, somebody else had an excuse like I'm not in town. I fucking don't live in town. Right. How yeah. about that? Uh, yeah. uh, that's probably because Sarah had, like, better things to do, meaning she had, like, like literally what? anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe explosive diarrhea. Could be. Could be. She could use a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> right. That'll shut that butt right up. <laughs> that's what they're used for. Yeah. She's back to hemorrhoids again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure she knows all about it. Or her... I was, gonna, I was going to try and make a, a, a joke on the, the him, her pronoun. And him, her, always. Like, him, oh, crap, they're both in there. Yeah. Both, is there, like, her hemorrhoids? Or <laughs> lady like hemorrhoids? Femroids. There you go. I like it. Right? That's good. Yeah. Femroids. <laughs> hemorrhoids and femoroids. <laughs> <laughs> And, God, and on the sixth day, God created hemorrhoids, and from the blood of the hemorrhoid, he created femorrhoids. Dear God. It sounds That's, like a hemorrhoid on a vagina, though. Well, it's complicated. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm going to keep drinking. That's, that's smart. Um, you, should, you should keep doing that. Uh, in the meantime, we should uh, decide uh, which of the many potentially, um, which of the many gold mine topics we want to go over this week. So we've, listener, to give you a little bit of context, Ethan one time in a um, in a blind rage wrote down a handful of topics that have supplied us with uh, with a lot of great discussion over the uh, last few weeks, and these are really great. I mean, a lot of these are kind of cliched, uh, but very kind of classic philosophical things, like, what's your favorite metal fastener? Yeah. Like, are you more of a nut guy, or are you more of a bolt guy? Well, okay, well, let's get into that. I've always thought nuts and bolts went together. Yep, yep. Um, they're the yin and yang of fasteners. I, I myself am into, I really appreciate a good self-tapping screw. I'd tap that screw. I'd screw that tap. Wow. Look at that. They both have sex names in them. Yeah, they do. That's they really do? Cool. That's why I like them. <laughs> Man, I remember when I was in uh, high school... I think this... Oh, yeah, it was a high school science fair. I had a bit of a kerfuffle with... My science teacher. Oh yeah, kerfuffle gate. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was. I wanted to do it all on gates, but he wouldn't let me. No, I wanted to. Okay, so I was. I think a junior in high school. 
And uh, it was like juniors and like seniors together had to do the science fair thing. And um, I paired up with a person known colloquially as Turtle. And uh, I had the idea that it would be cool to, for a science fair project, to uh, try to construct a perpetual motion. <laughs> so, you know. Just not aiming too high, just trying to do nice basic stuff. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it was it was an interesting idea. It's like one of these, like all these perpetual motion devices are sort of built around an idea that like intuitively it seems like it should work, or you can't think of why it shouldn't work. But when you think about it at a deeper level, or if you take a few semesters of college physics, you know whichever way. Uh, you realize that that's dumb, and of course it doesn't work. Uh, I was at the stage where I couldn't understand why it wouldn't work. It had to do with like um, uh, like air bubbles on a, like a chain uh, going up and down in kind of a, an oval shape, and then like one side was underwater and the other side wasn't. Doesn't matter. Anyway, my the professor that sorry the teacher <laughs> that I presented this to, said, no, you can't do that. That's stupid. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. That's doesn't seem very... Uh, uh, like, he didn't tell me, like... Sporting. Very sporting, yeah. It's like, he, he didn't, like, sit down and, like, try to, like, have a conversation about, like, okay, why this wouldn't work. He just, like, flat out said, no, you can't do that. End of conversation. Great. So instead, the second option that I came up with was to try to test the strength of a bunch of screws. Like, the most fucking mundane experiment <laughs> I could come up with. And one of the reasons I chose this was because the year before, somebody did a science fair project where they tested a bunch of glues. Oh, that was me! <laughs> yep. And we that... won first prize! Yes! So this should be like... A bastion of all great science. Yep. When the first prize, like, okay, I'll model after that. And I present this idea to my teacher, and he says, no, you can't do that. I say, why can't I do that? And he says, yeah, I could go to, uh, you know, the, the guy working at the local hardware store and just ask him, and he could tell me. I'm like, this bullshit. It, this doesn't, but, but the glue, the, the, the screws, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So after this, I was pretty upset. And I think eventually I went with, like, some bullshit study about, like, trying to find the effects of, uh, exercise on grades or something like that, or, I don't know. It was, we, we just phoned it in, because I didn't care at that point. Turtle never cared. Old <laughs> <laughs> Turtle. He was a literal turtle, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't want to speak to him better than putting him in a vagina. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was... I, I had a lot of residual hatred for that teacher for many years. I, I, I'm over it now, but... Uh, uh, yeah, that was a... That was quite a way to... to do the, uh, the old high school science fair. Yeah. I picked up a hatred for him. Yeah. No reason. I just, you know, somebody needed to hate him. Well, so what's your favorite metal fastener, Colin? Um, I I think I like nuts and bolts. Really, really. Maybe a good uh, hmm. rock nut. That's good. Mm, yes. Wow, you, I find your answer to be quite riveting. Butt plugs and metal fasteners you crossed off our, an earplugs. Would you have said that if I had said rivets? I don't know. Would I have? That might have been too on the nose. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like, your answer is quite erotic. It's quite bolts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> I don't know how to rivet, so I didn't pick that. I think most people don't know how to rivet. Yeah, I think it's a lost art. I can't remember the last time I used a nail to do something other than hang a picture. I used it to put my uh, end table back together. Oh! Because I had a very shitty end table and the side was coming off. And so 
as a quick and dirty solution to keep the side from coming off, I just put a nail in there. This, up your is, ass. this is why I like self a self tapping screws or self drilling screws. It's like you know, I understand how like pounding in a nail is easier than like drilling a guide hole then putting a screw in. But when you've got a fucking self-drilling or self-tapping screw, man, there is no reason to use a nail instead of a screw. Unless you don't want a giant fucking hole where a screw went. True. I mean, I feel like the most common application for screw for nails these days is uh, where you can have like a, a pneumatic nail gun. Oh yeah, uh, because yeah, I was gonna say that too. That when you put in like door frames and stuff, you still use nails and. And now I never want to use a hammer and finishing nails again because I've used a nail gun. And what would have taken me 10 minutes took me literally 10 seconds. Yeah. Yep, it was yep. fantastic. And it works like a charm just as long as you don't get, like, crazy with it, make sure it's straight. It's pretty fucking nice. Yeah. And and because it's so, it's, it's so fast, you can kind of just, like, hold things in place with your hand and you don't have... Because, like, normally, like, if you need to hold something in place, and then you need another hand to hold the nail, another hand to hold the hammer, you need three hands. Who has three hands besides, you know, me, um, my friend Joe, and uh, and uh, Barack Obama? You know, it's the three of us in this unique club of having three hands. The re- everybody else has to... Yeah, yeah who, whoever hands. the Nintendo 64 controller was designed for. Yeah, it was me, Jeff, and Obama. Yeah. <laughs> that was... That was yeah, we, we really, really played Goldeneye together. That's right. That's great. Oh man, Barry was a dick. Let me yeah. tell you, he would always teabag me in that game. That was crazy. Um, I was I was still better than Jeff though. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, nails. Uh, but you know, it's it, it's good. So I mean, it it allows an ordinary person to nail things uh, where you have to hold it in place. An ordinary person, as opposed to one of those. Gods among men who can swing a hammer. <laughs> no, I'm saying you need to hold. You need to hold oh, with two hands. I see. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Now I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay. Loves an ordinary person to name. <laughs> so I've been swinging a hammer a lot lately. Like viewers, listeners can't see the blisters on my fingers. Oh, wow. Nice. Like to nail things in. <laughs> Walking around the house, flinging a hammer back and forth. <laughs> oh, not there's somebody put some like landscaping railroad ties in my backyard, and I wanted to remove them because they're rotting out. Things are living inside them, and they put these uh, about a foot long or a little more spikes through them to hold them together. And about the only parts that aren't rotten are around the spikes, so you can't move them. And so I ended up with like a hammer and chisel to just chisel a little groove through the railroad tie to get the spike to move out of it while I picked the rest of it up. And that's a fucking ordeal. I got them all. They're all up. Although it costs $18 a load to take them to the city dump here. Good lord. And yeah, it's fucked up. What, what's a load? Like a pickup bed or what? You said load unless unless it's over a ton and then it costs more. Oh. So since <laughs> I don't have a pickup, it costs a lot of money because it's it'd be many loads for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're not anywhere close to a ton. <laughs> no, I'm not. So yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Blisters and I got frustrated today. I broke the chisel. Oof, dear lord. That's a lot of work when you're breaking a fucking chisel. Yeah. It's a two-inch chisel, too. A big chisel. I'm still one of your beers you can have on mine. Nice. The, rem- the rest of mine. The remaining rest. You know, yeah, that's a, that's a boring topic. Sorry yeah. about that. Well, I just wanted to vent a little bit. No, no, that's that's good. It's good to vent. Give me an opportunity to vent about nails <laughs> and metal So I, I have one last thing on, on fasteners that I, I want to bring up. And this has to do with putting things into brick walls. Um, and this is mostly just like bragging about how I did this because I was really proud of it. So people in the room, Ethan, anyone, I guess. Yeah. 
uh, may notice I now have things hanging on the walls in my apartment. Whoa! For the listener, um, I am... I have become full millennial, and I have a studio apartment with brick, with bare brick walls. <laughs> and uh, and let me tell you, uh, mounting things on brick walls is a bit of an ordeal because you have to get. I mean, you can't just like drive a nail in. I mean, you could probably try. It'd, it'd be pretty tough. Uh, so what you do instead is you go and you get a masonry bit and you drill holes into the mortar between the bricks. And then you get like this little plastic uh, anchor thing, and you nail that in there, or you hammer that in there, and then you put a, you have a screw that you throw in for that. You screw in, I guess. I mean, you can maybe throw it in if you can throw hard enough, but um, maybe I Jeff. Could have one. Damn it. Maybe Barry. I don't think Barry could do it, but I don't know. I'll, I'll call him up later and see. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, now, now I got these these holes in the wall, and I was a little worried. So, like, they sort of recommend, like, if you're in a rental apartment, eh, you probably shouldn't be drilling holes in the brick wall because, you know, the landlord might not like that. Yeah, if I'm making some of your ramen. Okay, so I guess although you like ninety eight cents, do you, do you, do you want, want to wait till after the podcast, or are you just gonna do this? Now? That's a good idea. I'll wait till after the podcast to make your ramen. Okay, so Ethan's gonna have ramen after the podcast. That's party. That's, that's really great. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. You could just get some more mortar and just fill up the holes. I mean, it's could do, and I probably I've mean, got some mortar if you need it. Yeah. So like the thing is, often you have to be a little concerned that like the new mortar won't match the old mortar, so it'll be very obvious that you're you've done something different. <laughs> and Ethan is pretending this, to fall asleep this here. This is riveting. This is. This is what people need to know. People, <laughs> people in our audience who are listening to this, you need to know this stuff. You need to know. But in my apartment, these bricks are absolute garbage. There's already like three or four different types of mortar on there, so I am not. I do not care. It's fine. Yeah, I think you'll you'll be all right. Yeah. So, uh, should we go to the next topic? Yeah. What is the next topic? Uh, well, um, but, uh, grasshoppers? Should we do grasshoppers? Like the drink or the animal? I mean, we can do both. I mean, I've got a couple things to say about grasshoppers. Okay, I'll just start, I'll just start. So, I, I'm gonna, I'll segue into this with uh, a story about chickens. Oh boy. <laughs> so, when I was a lad, <laughs> uh... My family moved out into the to the farm, and we, as part of that, we got some chickens uh, because we were all young and and full of uh, uh, chicken spunk. lust, spunk, and uh, we uh, um, you know, had, had the had the energy to deal with raising chickens, and so we did this. So we raised we got a bunch of uh, broilers, which um, for the non-chicken raisers in the audience are chickens that you grow for meat and layers, which are ones that you grow for sex, per se. Exactly. Thank you, Ethan. And and uh, so the broilers, you only keep around for like a year, maybe, and then they like reach their full size and then you chop off their heads and uh, burn their feathers off and, uh, and eat them alive. Well, not alive. Recently dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A body that's still running around. Before it stops running, you have to devour that thing. Yeah, otherwise it spoils. There's no chewing. The the trick you have to smear the barbecue sauce on it before you chop the head off. That's smart, yeah. You learn that after you've done it a few yeah. times. Yeah. After um, you choke once or twice. Yeah. That's where the, the myth of choking on chicken bones comes from. It's trying to eat a live chicken. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you have to eat a recently dead chicken hole. That's the, that's the trick. Yeah, it's a small small but crucial difference. Yeah, and then for the for the layers that we had, we actually had a I don't know if the ones that we got like the the set of layer chickens that we got were like totally non differentiated insects. Like when we got them, they might have not been because we had quite a few roosters, which like you definitely don't need like. They just fucking wake you up. Yeah, exactly. They're like total. They're completely a waste of time. But we had a bunch of them, and one of them in particular we called 
in a very hick sense, we called him Purdy. <laughs> like, Purdy, <laughs> but with like a fake accent. I don't know why we called him that, but that was like his name. And he was the nicest chicken. Like, you could just pick him up and hold him. I remember he was great. He had the best tail feathers. He was the best. And there was a few years. So we had him for, I don't know, maybe three or four years before he eventually um, disappeared. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he, uh, maybe he just died. Uh, doesn't matter. But anyway, this is while he was still alive. Uh, we had a couple summers where we had lots and lots of grasshoppers around our house. Mm-hmm. Like, they were th- they were thick as fleas. Like, they were just all over the place. Like, I would hate mowing because you'd mow through this grass and there would just be grasshoppers that would be jumping out of the grass and, like, landing on your legs and on oh, your face. Man, it's terrible. Uh, and it's, like, one of the most disconcerting feelings ever to have, like, a grasshopper land on you when you don't expect it. So, anyway... Yeah, it is. Uh, we, uh... I, what I was able to do is... I could take a, a bit of, like, plastic twine and wrap it around Purdy's leg and, like, lead him around the yard, and he would go and eat these grasshoppers. Nice. And it was great. And actually... Good work, Purdy. There's one other cool thing that you could do with it, and I guess you can do this with, with chickens in general, or at least if they're tame enough to, like, let you hold them, is you can stroke them on the back of the neck for a minute, maybe. Just kind of Are you saying them. stroke your chicken? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's okay. a rooster, so it's really to stroke your cock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you got it, yeah. So you do that for about a minute, and, and like, you set them down, <laughs> and, you, like, you do that, and then you can, like, get up and just, like, walk away, and they'll just, like, stay there. They're, like, hypnotized. Uh, Al Gore talks about hypnotizing chickens in his book, The Assault on Reason. Really? Yep. Yep. As What does he have to say about it? Uh, you can hypnotize chickens... Good. And, like, throw them around like a football. I never tried that. Uh, if only Purdy were around today, I could throw him around. Did you eat Purdy? No, no. Purdy would have been very disgusting. I mean, I think when he eventually died, he was a few years old, so he would have been tough as shit. And not, I mean, he wasn't a breed that you would eat anyway. I'm not sure what our, happened to him, actually. I don't remember. Our family tried to eat a boar that had died from the hoghouse. Of old age, How'd that, that didn't turn out well at all. <laughs> Did you like so, go through and like butcher him and like do the whole thing? Yeah, I, well, I didn't. I was. I might not even have been born at that time. No, I think I was. I was very, very small. Small enough, I don't remember it. But yeah, it happened. And then they tried to like, you know, to spice it up and make it sausagey. It, it apparently just tasted so disgusting. Ended up getting thrown out. Yeah, wow. doesn't quite work so well with that old, disgusting animal with the testosterone flowing through it. Yeah, and the boy's got a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. If you got a choice, you eat something else. Yeah, I've got any any anything else. I've actually got three stories about grasshoppers, and actually none of them is actually a very good story, but I'm hoping that the combination of the three of them will <laughs> be like one sound good at all. Like one very long, boring story. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, my first memorable experience with the grasshoppers was uh, when I used to detassel, and uh, I had a hole in my... Well, because you don't detassel... For the listener who's not familiar with tasseling, it's walking through a cornfield, ripping out the male genitalia from corn plants. That sounds a lot okay. more metal when you describe it that way. All right. Well, it's for seed corn companies because, like, you have to precisely control which plants are pollinating which plants. So you have to, and of course, corn are dioecious in that they have both female and male reproductive parts in the same plant. So you have to go remove the male reproductive parts. Anyway. Um, I was doing field work, and uh, I had this tattered shirt that I wore to do field work, and a grasshopper jumped in one of the holes in the shirts, and I instinctively went back and smacked it, and I crushed this grasshopper against my flesh, or against my skin, between the uh, shirt and my skin. It was unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, Other thing about grasshoppers, I remember when I was in high school over the summer when I... <laughs> okay, hold on. 
So that, uh, that yeah. first story was just you smashed a grasshopper against your skin and it felt weird. It was gross. Okay. I told you, none of these three stories will stand alone as a story. I'm just hoping that I... Do they get better? No. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. When I was in high school over the summer when I try and run for conditioning, most for sports, um, mostly for like wrestling and because I was in cross country the first two years, or football the first two years, cross country the second two years, I'd, I'd go running like every day during the summer, and I'd run down this gravel road with cornfields on the other side, and like the sound of me running would excite the grasshoppers, and they'd jump out of the corn and just fucking rain down all over my head like the assholes they were. That's my second grasshopper story. <laughs> okay. My third okay. grasshopper story, when I was in, when I was in doing my master's research in college, or in grad school uh, in Mongolia uh, their grasshoppers will just fucking bite you and take a chunk out of your flesh nice Uh, I was just sitting in the tent working on a pile of rodent guts and I was like ow what the fuck and I looked down there's a grasshopper just sitting on my foot having bitten a chunk out of my toe like what's up and uh they bite you here man yeah I I didn't know grasshoppers really did that did Uh, it bleed yeah and there's, wow. They're such dicks. So, um, if you're a mammalogist, you study mammals. A lot of bats really look very similar, but one of the really common ways to tell bats apart is by the tragus, which is a part of their ear. So if you're out catching bats in the wild and like preserving them, the tragus is really important. And uh, <laughs> our expedition in Mongolia caught this really ecologically important. Like, it was the first record of it in this ecosystem bat. And then a goddamn grasshopper ate the tragus off of its ears. Like the, the only part nice. that it really, sh- you know, the one part that just ruined everything, of course, it ate. So, uh, I guess the, the point, I mean, the really overarching theme of these three tales, these, these riddles three, uh, is that grasshoppers are assholes. I'm glad we got grasshoppers. Grassholes. Nice. So I don't think I have a grasshopper story. They just are really bad animals. I I remember Hopper from A Bug's Life. This is kind of scary. Yeah. And then the ants figured out that there's a lot more of them, and so they kicked the hoppers out, the grasshoppers. Well, in the yeah, Great Plains, we call cicadas locusts, but I think traditionally, like, in biblical really? stuff, and when they talk about locusts, they're talking about grasshoppers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how I was understood. I never knew we called cicadas locusts. I yeah, just thought, yeah, people call cicadas locusts. Well, remember your Christian family. <laughs> they went strictly from the Bible. I guess, yeah. yeah I was thought, like, yeah, locusts were just, like, shitty grasshoppers. Caleb, if you really want to, you can work on Sundays. <laughs> Whoa! Oh man, you're you're blowing my mind now. Can can I also uh, can I also bang dudes? Is that cool? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Because I'm planning on it. That is very cool, actually. Oh, that's the coolest. Thing. That is, yeah. The game's got good style. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. I actually went to church the first time in a while the other day. What was it? Sunday, I think, is when it was. It's usually the day you do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Catholic church. Oh! It's about mass, right? (laughs) At least it's only like four blocks away, (laughs) and they gave me donuts afterward. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, that's... Dude, at Lutheran churches, they give you fucking coffee while you're in the sanctuary. They're like, take this cup of coffee in. Like, you can dunk your communion away for it if you want. They don't say that, but it's implied. Yeah. Yeah, they gave us uh, tepid coffee. Mm. Nice. People didn't really take that. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. Often the coffee that you do get at at church is not, uh, not... the best. The coffee church I go to. ice in it. I mean, iced coffee is good. Hot coffee is good. 
when it's room temperature, it's a, it's just the most disgusting thing you can drink. The coffee at the church where I am a member is actually really good because it's like fair trade coffee. Such they chose that particular coffee for like socioeconomic social justice reasons that like oh the farmers get the profits from this coffee not big multinational companies or whatever but the end result is actually just really good coffee I'm happy for you yeah yeah Caleb are you researching something right now I'm I'm just like perusing this list of uh, topics to see what uh, what we could and may launch grasshoppers was not good I thought I had a really good story about... It was, I had three good really stories. You know, Ethan's were terrible, and I didn't have one, so... <laughs> okay. I had three really bad stories that added up to, like, one even worse story. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> one really long bad story. Well, no, if you would have just, like, went with the last one, I mean, like, giant Mongolian grasshoppers devouring your foot. <laughs> yeah, you could dress that one up into being yeah, a good story yeah, yeah, if you yeah. wanted to. Actually, pretty much exactly verbatim the way I just said it. Yeah. So, let's redo the whole podcast, and when we get to that part, say it like that. Okay, and cut. Hello, listener, and welcome to the Slazoom <laughs> Podcast, brought to you by, by giant Mongolian foot-eating grasshoppers. <laughs> giant Mongolian foot-eating grasshoppers. That's a thing. I don't have anything. Keep you awake. Okay. All right. What else? What other topics are you looking at on there? Okay. So I got one here, which is uh, cartoons you thought were great as a kid, but now know are retarded. I mean, that's like that's very tough one because I I haven't come to terms with that yet. I don't think. Yeah. All the, all the ones that I watched when I was a kid, I still think are fantastic. You still think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was not a concept that was invented via Mad Lib? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make it bad. Yeah, it was brilliant. Get out. So I remember watching the live-action Ninja Turtles movies when I was a kid. Those were kind of terrifying. And they really made me want to live in an abandoned subway station. Like I love those movies, That's, like, where they they made their lair. It looks so cool. Like, the sweet, like, um... Uh... Uh... Like, chandeliers and tile work and the mosaics and stuff. I mean, sure, it was all, like, shitty and covered in dust, but it looked really cool. Yeah. It, like, really... I live in shit covered in dust right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't have, like, the cool tile work and mosaics. Mostly, you just look like you're in some sort of, like, um... And a giant Asian rat. Pretty Christmas lights. Yeah. Who was the guy from, uh... Um... That, like, Hannibal Lecter helped catch? Buffalo Bill? Yeah, you look like you're in Buffalo Bill's sex dungeon. Is there a well in there that you keep well-lotioned women in? No. Oh. That's exactly the answer that I would expect. The boring answer does do that. They're not well lotion. Uh, very dry. Yeah, we can keep them dry. It's better that way. <laughs> well preserved. <laughs> we, we dry it out down here. I give them polyurethane that you put on wood. Mm, oh yeah, nice. You turtle wax those women. <laughs> That's the turtle. They'll be young forever. Forever young. I had Bob Dylan in a while, too. Okay. Well, I remember the, the Sonic the Hedgehog games for Genesis, and then there were, for the second Genesis, and there were two Sonic the Hedgehog, like, Saturday morning TV shows. One was really cartoony, kind of like classic cartoony, and, uh, like, Shalil White, the voice of Steve Urkel, voiced Sonic, and that was okay. The other one took itself way too seriously, and, like, he was, like, a social justice fighter for these woodland creatures, and uh, Dr. Robotnik was a big, giant dick who, like, would make robots by turning various woodland creatures into robots, 
Which only yeah. later in life to discover that's really fucking stupid. Why in the hell would you make some sort of machine that like turns a squirrel into a robot instead of just building a fucking robot? <laughs> like at the time I was like six years old, and I didn't really understand how like circuits and uh, like actuators and robots worked. And then like if if you would have tried to introduce me introduce me to that a few years later, I'd been like. Why don't they just fucking build robots? At least gotta try and fucking make one out of a goddamn woodchuck. It's true. I mean, maybe like a, a woodland critter killed his mother. Or like Could killed his it. father. And then now he's like taking it out on all woodland creatures by turning them into robots. <laughs> he's like making like Terminator woodland creatures. I mean, that'd be pretty good though, actually. That'd be I mean, pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, name for me one person who was worse off after being made a robot. See, nobody. No, give me a minute. I think I can do this. <laughs> worse I think off like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz is like the only character that was made into a robot. Because like, he was a dude and he kept chopping off parts of his body and having them replaced by mechanical parts until it's kind of a ship of Theseus thing where he eventually ended up being all mechanical parts. Every other, like, character was either built as a robot from the get-go, or... Like, I mean, like... Okay, Robocop is mostly robot, okay, but... Like, his brain and heart are still human. True. Yeah, and also, like, the guy from Bicentennial Man, you know, that Rob... I was thinking of that, too. But he was a robot from the beginning that became human. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, he was all human except for his brain. No, I thought, like, the central nervous system was, like, one of the... Like, was, like, the third thing he had made. No, I think he still had, like, a robot brain. I'm pretty sure that that was, like, the main plot point. Right. I think our no, maybe think by he, the end. No, he, he ended up being because I remember he came up to the chick. He's like, "I'm the proud new owner of a CNS, a central nervous system. Hit me!" And she like punches him in the face, like, "I can feel that. Now kiss me." And she kisses him. He's like, oh, "That was better." Okay, so I think maybe the rest of his nervous system, but not his brain. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's. I mean, that was a thing. I remember the central nervous system thing. He said, "I'm the proud new owner of a CNS." So the central nervous system is really just like your spinal cord and your brain. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they if they kept too closely those definitions. Like, I'm almost certain that in Bicentennial Man, God damn it, this is terrible podcast material. <laughs> I'm almost. No, we want to know, listener, call in and tell us what you think about Bicentennial Man. <laughs> if anybody watched that, yeah. Now, given I think I just by random chance happened to see us in theaters when it came out like fucking 15 years ago or something longer than that I think probably longer than that yeah I think yeah. I was like yeah. it, it was probably like 20 years ago okay well anyway yeah I, I seem to remember there being like a plot point where like people didn't accept him as human because he still had like a cybernetic brain or something like that was like his the last thing that like he either wouldn't or couldn't replace. Came out nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so between so that's what eighteen years ago. Yeah. God damn. About thirty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it, it probably wasn't a very good movie. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Well, uh, does anybody have anything interesting to say about? Um, uh, missing work due to a hangover. Um, well, I mean, I feel like the story before that is probably the one that's the most interesting. Like, I miss work because of a hangover because I was out drinking lighter fluid or something like that. Yeah. See, I actually don't have any of these stories because when I got drunk, I went to work. As far as I can remember, every time that I had to, there were several times I was. Uh, one time in Pittsburgh, I was late to work and I showed up smelling like alcohol. But that was on Thanksgiving Day, so nobody was there. 
like yeah. the the aviary wasn't. I worked in an aviary. The aviary wasn't open, and my bosses weren't there. Well, I was an intern. Everybody was my boss, but like the ones that mattered weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I remember waking up that morning. My alarm didn't go off because I was too drunk to set it. I guess. I get up and it, I'm already like 45 minutes late when I wake up. It only takes three minutes to walk there. And there was somebody that stayed over and drank with me. And, and I get up, I look at the clock, I'm like, oh shit. And this, this girl's sleeping on the couch, and I clap my hands really loud. Bam! I'm like, time to get up! You gotta get up! <laughs> then I get dressed real quick, and, and I run to work, which is, you know, two blocks away. And <laughs> show up smelling, reeking of alcohol. <laughs> like, we didn't know you were gonna show up. Yeah, I made it. No worries. And then, Another time I was um, I was working for the farm, and it, because I get to work with family, and I this I don't know if this came up on a different podcast when I drank a bunch of Everclear, like all the Everclear in the world, <laughs> and then you know, well drunk, and um, ended up getting up. Uh, pretty early to drive back home, probably still drunk. Went to work, and I was okay for a little bit, and then I was moving bales, so my dad was in a pickup with the trailer, and I was in the tractor picking up bales, put them on the trailer, and every so often I had to get out of the tractor and puke, get back in and pick up another bale, and get out of the tractor and puke again. <laughs> that sounds so, like an unpleasant morning. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, yeah. It, all the response I got was like, uh, "So you had a pretty rough night last night, huh?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only time I missed work due to a hangover was when I was a grad student. I didn't miss like TA in class, but I just missed like coming into the lab and doing research. It was the day after the Super Bowl. Mm. I remember watching the Super Bowl uh, when. Caleb, you and Colin and another fellow uh, lived in an apartment together. Came over to watch the Super Bowl with you and was drinking straight whiskey that night, like straight from the bottle. Yes, I remember this. Night. Um, I remember vomiting loudly. Yeah, hilariously, like cartoonishly. I am a loud vomiter. <laughs> that's that's what I like. You. That's must- what will be my epitaph on my gravestone. Here lies Ethan Jensen. He was a loud vomiter. Oh shit! I and hiccuper. Whatever. Like you, yes. you, you must have been like shaking your head forth, like while you were throwing up. Like it was, it was cartoonish. Yeah. What was happening? I don't remember this at all. I am no, a loud vomiter. Uh, but yeah, I remember. At the time, I even thought that it wasn't just a hangover. Um, in retrospect, when you guys started telling me, like, oh, yeah, you just, like, got up and fell fucking flat on your face. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's the behavior of someone who's very drunk. Yeah. Uh, at the time, when I, I sent an email to my boss, like, I don't think I'd make it today. I, I think I have a touch of, like, a stomach bug. Nice. I thought that was true. I, I knew drinking had a part of it, but I thought that like I that I was you know had uh, that I had this bug in my system, and then getting really drunk just weakened my immune system and it took over. But in retrospect, I was undoubtedly just really fucking hungover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. <clears throat> I would say that when and, and this. I can only remember it happening once, is when I woke up hungover and sick, and I wasn't sick the night before. I was like, oh man, this is a terrible hangover. And then, like, the day after, you're like, wow, it's not a fucking hangover, is it? You just continue to be sick. Because, like, with a hangover, you try to continue through your day, and then a day later, you figure out you're actually sick. Like, it's really bad timing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a confounding factor, if you will. Of course, back then when I drank every day, it was bound to happen. 
Yeah. Or you know, if you also like, you know, also if you drink every day, eventually you know, just you'll stop getting hungover, or perhaps you're sure. perpetually hungover and you don't know anymore. I'm yeah. not sure how you can tell the difference. Ugh, yeah. So for our next top, oh Caleb, have you ever missed work due to a hangover? Oh, dozens of times, but it doesn't matter because I'm. I, like I've I've never missed work where it was important that I be there. Okay. Like I've only missed work where it's like eh, like I should be in there working, but I'm not. So I'll just have like work more later. So that's that's it really. Uh, yeah. Nothing interesting to say there. Sadly, good stories are yet to come there. I'm sure I'll miss something important from being hungover at some point. Something to look forward to. All right. Well, so our, our remaining topics are slivers, uh, rashes, wedgies, uh, most embarrassing fart. Okay, let's skip slivers. I don't see that there are any good stories from slivers. Unless you got it, like, in your anus. I mean, okay, so you say that. <laughs> no, no, no I, that's why I always say it of shovel handle before I shove it up my ass from now on. <laughs> so this is Learn my lesson. This is just something that I saw today on the internet that I thought was interesting. Oh god. Is it the toilet um, paper thing? Yeah, yeah. We're apparently okay. in early toilet paper, like in the uh, um, uh, in the advent of toilet paper when people are still figuring out what the shit they were doing. Nice. Uh, Nice. uh, uh, So they were grinding up wood and like putting it into paper, and sometimes the wood bits were a bit too big and they would get a little slivery, and so sometimes uh, you would get slivers in your toilet paper, which is, of course, not a terrible thing to have happen. Not ideal. Yeah. So, like, back in as late as I think the 1930s, this was an advertisement point that you would think <laughs> that your toilet paper is sliver free. Oh god. And you know, it in that context it makes a lot more sense why people would use like catalogs and you know shit like that and just like ordinary paper Leaves, yeah. that you would I guess maybe was higher quality or whatever. That uh, would literally like put a giant jagged piece of wood into the soft tissue of your anus. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I thought that was it. Okay, so that, that's the only thing that I have to say about slivers. I just thought it was worth bringing up. That's all. So what were the other things they said? Rashes. Rashes. Yeah. Rashes. Surely people have a good rash story. Yeah. Do you guys... So I... Does anyone else buy diaper rash ointment? No. No. Why do you buy diaper rash oil? Well, <laughs> you don't have to wear diapers to need diaper rash ointment. It's very good for any sort of rash in your nether regions. Yeah. <laughs> Due okay. to your pendulous sticky ball sack. Uh-huh. Uh, rubbing up against your thighs. So when I've been... Wow. Especially like on bike rides and stuff like that. When I go for long bike rides, I need some good diaper rash ointment. It, it works great. Really? Yeah. Like, I can't ever imagine myself needing something like that. Maybe it's just because I have, like, a very tiny, tight ball sack, and it doesn't cause any sort and it, of... And it is very tight. Yeah. Thanks. It's a good I have one. a very abrasive ball sack, let me tell you. Yeah, it is very abrasive. Yeah. I use it to, like... Like... Sand furniture and stuff. Smart, yeah. And save money on sandpaper. Yeah. Just use your balls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's me. My, my brother, I, I can't remember what we're doing. I think we're golfing or something. And he's, he's a pretty big guy. He maybe uh, could stand to lo- lose a few LBs. And he's just kind of a weird person. And he just, like, took, like, baby powder. And he was there in public, in full view of many people. And he just, like, pulled out his pants and underwear and just dumped some baby powder in there. For the balls and the crack of his ass, did it on the back too. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> it must have been a hot day. Can uh, 
can you give a little bit more context to this? Like, why was he so sweaty? It's... I don't know. It was hot. It's always sweaty. Okay. It's kind of bigger and... Like, I don't know. If you're out golfing all day... Oh, it's golfing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Again, that's not a... It's not a sport where you're going to get sweaty because you're active. It's a sport where you get sweaty because you're out in the heat. Yeah, but, gotcha. Or if you're very so I, I can't imagine like like him now playing a basketball game and every time out dunking <laughs> talk about it down his shorts. <laughs> like they're having to wipe up white spots on the floor. <laughs> it's like halftime. He's like, pancakes, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, rashes. Okay, rashes. So I had a, a pretty good one recently. Yeah. Um, it's your Nicole lives here, and I didn't. And I was helping her with some yard work. And she... Uh, apparently poison ivy keeps its potency during the winter just fine. And um, I didn't know that. Okay. So I was touching lots and lots of things and then just not worrying about it. And thing is, when I work outside, I'm wiping sweat from my face with my hands. I'll reach my hand right down my pants and just, like, things. Just beat it for a little bit. <laughs> jack off a little bit while I'm working. <laughs> and so I come back to Lincoln when I'm supposed to go to work, and I'm just covered in rashes. And my face looked awful. Just disgusting. Yeah, worse than and usual. And I had it... What's that? Worse than usual. Yeah, yeah. Face looked worse than usual. Um, I had it on my, like, chest and arms and, and legs. And... I guess this was, like, my hangover story. I had to just call in, because this is when I was uh, helping cover the legislature in Nebraska um, for, like, online publications, journalist stuff, and I had to call and say, I, I can't go in today because I look terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the worst part was I... I definitely had rashes on on the the pillar and stones. Dick and balls, got it. And that was horribly uncomfortable. Was it like at first it's all right because you like scratch and there it's like oh man it's great. <laughs> like I don't I don't think I should ever touch that area again. I actually ended up going to the doctor. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Is my dick going to fall off? It's <laughs> like, I think you probably got some poison ivy. It looks like. Like, you just, you know, you, you touch it, you don't know, and you walk in, you go to the bathroom, and you're like, yeah, that was probably it. Not me just reaching my hand down my pants all I'm working. Yeah, yeah. I've got a perfectly good excuse for reaching my hand down my pants. And it's because it's itchy. <laughs> That's it. And so yeah, that, that was kind of like rash is a full body rash that required medication. So Ethan decided to not wait till the end of the podcast and just like <laughs> I can do this. straight into uh, Caleb Ramen. Ramen live on air or on podcast air, pod air, pair. Although you're like. 48 cents. Yeah. I'll take it out of your pie. They had mac and cheese at the Hy-Vee here for 36 cents a box. That's a hell of a deal. What? How are people homeless with mac and cheese 36 cents a box? You can't live in mac and cheese. Have you tried? (laughs) You haven't tried. I mean, you spend... $10 on that, and that's enough to make yourself a little, like, pasta igloo. That's right. You might be able to actually live in mac and cheese. That's your meal. Two quarters a day, and you eat. Uh, Because that's like a meal and a half. I'm pretty sure you could just find two quarters lying on the ground if you had, like, eight hours a day to look for them. 
Yeah, but, but I mean, it's like... at work at the landscaping, he'd always find bills on the ground. He found a $100 bill one time. What the shit? Uh, I was pissed wow. off as fuck. That person... I wasn't there that day. I was at class. Found a $100 bill. Wow. I'm sure that person who lost that was uh, pretty upset. Or maybe they yeah, did. Yeah, I imagine. Maybe it was a very rich person who lost it and didn't even notice. But it's always, like, really... Like, when you're working for... Uh, landscaping stuff, because people actually drop bills, you know, fairly often, but you're on lawnmowers and shit, so a lot of people have, like, walls of cut-up dollar bills, like, half torn, you can't find the other half that are not usable anymore. Yeah. That that would suck, like, running over... Can, can you imagine, like, tearing up a $100 bill with a lawnmower and then seeing it? Yeah, that would be, uh, yeah, very disappointing. Oh, shit. But yeah, he I, I don't know where all these bills come from. Like, I don't know, if they just drop out of people's wallets, they don't know it, or they're... It gets blown away by the wind, but... I, I had found a couple dollars working there. Yeah. Now, I remember when I was in Switzerland, when I first got there, um, I mean, I was probably kind of jet-lagged, because I like just got off the plane, and I was in the airport in Zurich, and uh, I went, like, one of the first things you do is you, like, go to, a, go to an ATM and try to get some, like, local currency, and so I did that, and I got, because, like, I had to pay for... Uh, like a bunch of stuff like I had to pay for like a train pass and a few other things so I needed like a few hundred bucks and so I like got this out of the ATM bucks being Swiss franc um, which by the way at the time the dollar was garbage and so I got totally screwed on the exchange rate but that's beside the point Uh, so I got all this out of the ATM and then I like put it in my pocket but I like kind of like halfway tucked it in my pocket and apparently it fell out because then it was gone. And so I was out like two or three hundred Swiss franc, which is probably like three hundred and fifty, maybe four hundred dollars. You jackass. Like, right out the gate. That's awful. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of- a lot of people in those situations think must have been pickpocketed, but yeah, uh, a lot of people just dropped their money. Yeah. It's really just your own incompetence. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know for sure. It might have been pickpockets, but I, I, I think I was just being an asshole. Thanks. Uh, the hell is that? Ethan just like handed me a decanter of uh, pure poison. Yeah, wow. and uh, I'm gonna use it to uh, uh, to kill uh, all my friends and family. So, fair warning to everybody that I've ever met. Oh, this yeah. is perfect. I'm the perfect opportunity to kill all of your friends and family, and I'll never get blamed for it. <laughs> uh, Ethan, is, he's, he's trying his darndest to make some ramen. But Jesus Christ! Is so fucking hot! Is this is horrible podcast material. It, it is really bad. I, I don't know why he decided to do it now, but here... Colin, Why so, wouldn't I? Why Colin, wouldn't I? Colin, so as you know, he's using one of those ceramic bowls. You know, the ones from back in the house? They get right. so fucking hot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. They absorb heat way better than the stuff inside them does. And so yep. he's having a hard time. Uh, yeah, the bowl, the bowl actually Let the record the show. Food. Yeah. Yeah, the bowl. Microwave cooks the bowl, the bowl cooks the food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to go through that bowl middleman. Middleman. Yeah, it's probably just because it's so thick. Like, you need a thinner bowl. A thole. Thinner bowl. Guys, guys, I think we've we've had a very, 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 very bad podcast. <laughs> I agree. We didn't get drunk enough. Yeah. Well. How, how long have we gone right now? Uh, we're a bit over an hour. I think this is a good time to cut it, though, because Ethan's going to... Like start eating. We food. talked about like the difference between butt plugs and earplugs. That was good. That was good. It yeah. started well. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna use that. Cut out all the rest, and we're gonna have about a ten minute <laughs> podcast. So I was wondering if we just keep it going, and the drunker we get, the more we'll talk about fun things. Yeah, it could be. 
Well, we'll just pretend we're signing off now, and we can always just like copy and paste that later. Yeah. Okay. This this is a good strategy. So, that should work. dear listener, we're sorry. We're all sorry. Colin, say you're sorry. We are so sorry. Ethan, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry again. And I'm very sorry. I don't know what culture I was trying to be racist against. You're everyone. all of them. All of them at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's it's essence of racism right there. But thank you for staying with us on another episode of the Slazoom Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See you next week, Slazoomerites. Just fucking take a pot and boil some water. It's way, way better than trying to microwave. I would have guessed the microwave would have been easier, but that's before I knew that that bowl... You picked the wrong bowl, my friend. (laughs) Absorbs heat at, like, a much higher rate than anything else in the known universe.